0: took my air horn out of here, man.
1: No. Hating on a black man, of course. Mogul and they know that. Logo on my flow, man.
2: Nipsey birthday. Happy birthday.
1: Oh, it is Nipsey's birthday. Ain't it? I was wondering why Nipsey was trending today. Whole
2: lot of smoke in that road. Okay. That Burning rubber. the cameras that was under covers. Under pressure, made statements turned on their brothers. Never judge
0: you, but the streets will never love you. I wonder what it comes to in your brain. still
1: you be, be thinking, to, like, damn, this ice? dude really dead. Like he really not. Yeah, I mind. forget, I forget sometimes, honestly. Like so contagious. much has happened since then. Yeah, yeah. that almost and now no I disrespect, of course. That was a big thing, thing that happened. But sometimes crazy. I it hits me like suddenly, like, yeah, he did die. Yeah. It's been like a year yeah. since then. Yeah. yeah. Mm.
2: Double back dress in blue lace.
0: It's crazy how uh, much of an impact he had after his death.
1: Because That's always how it goes, unfortunately, man. Yeah, this but one, I think this as far as
0: sticking around, though, because we had a lot yeah. of rappers that died, and then at that moment, it's like, oh, he changed the game and all this other stuff. But people been bringing him up. I feel like the love for him never slowed down. <laughs> Usually, you know, like pops, Sm- like a lot of people don't talk Kill about Pac- pops smoke now t- as much. Or Juice World, it was like a little thing, then it's it's gone. But I feel like people never stopped posting him. They never stopped posting Nipsey.
1: Yeah, and I think a lot of it has to do with the message he left and the things he was saying, like all the inspirational shit he was saying in interviews. That stuff that's timeless, you know. Yeah. Somebody like Pop Smoke, he never really said much outside, of, you know, his own history. And, like, there, he wasn't around long enough to really we leave the legacy. Yeah. But Nipsey was in the game for 10-plus years, man. Like, he was in for a minute, dropping yeah. a whole lot of work and projects, and he left a lot of content for people to consume in the hallway. Like, it, it'll never really get old, the stuff he was saying. Man. It still matters today. So. Yeah. Was kind crazy. of Tupac effect, basically. Yeah, pretty much.
0: Somebody compared them to Tupac,
1: too. <laughs> but... He... He's Tupac-ish, I think, in terms of the message. Like, of course, nobody, no rapper who has died has ever been on the level of Tupac yet. Yeah. You know, but I think he's probably the closest one in terms of the message and the things he was saying because Tupac was also, you know, on that black empowerment, positivity. He was also very negative, too, which Nipsey could be, too, sometimes. <laughs> but, I mean, he, he he left positive messages for people, too, all, that'll always be timeless, so... Yeah. I would agree. On a scale, no, he wasn't Tupac. But on the message-wise, yeah, they're close.
0: Yeah, I think the thing with Tupac is probably his last couple years uh, or since he got the death row, it been kind of just straight-up negative. And it was this street thing. But before that, he was always positive. He always had the positive yeah. music. But it was once he got the death row, and that was pretty much the last we saw Tupac, uh, was death row Tupac. Nipsey, I really—I I mean, I know he got some negative stuff as far as
1: like music, but
0: like I'd never seen like an angry Nipsey. Yeah. <laughs> like, a, well, I, he
1: did knock a nigga out of the BET Awards. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that, was that. that was
0: probably the only thing. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> he was—he was about to fight at the game too.
1: When yeah. He was court
0: side, I forgot. Oh
1: was. yeah, at the Rockets Lake. What was it, Lakers and Rockets? I think it was Lakers and Rockets. Was
0: it Lakers? And I know Rockets? the Rockets was
1: involved. Oh, okay. I want. Was yeah. it what I want to say it was Lakers and Rockets, and, and Nipsey got off the bench like he was gonna do something. He
0: was like way posting up a little. You know, how niggas pull their pants up a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> like
1: he was looking like the Migos in that Joe Budden interview. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Rolling up the sleeves. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. So uh, R.I.P. Nipsey. How old would Nipsey have been if he was still alive? Um, what I birthday s- would this be? I
0: think 35. I sang, oh, wow. Yeah, i say thirty-five. So. 35.
1: He would have been 35 today. Well, yeah. was it his birthday today? Yeah, today. Okay, on, on Friday, on Saturday. Saturday so R.I.P. Nipsey. Uh, still hard to process. Hard to process a lot of things that have gone on in hip-hop. Honestly, uh, like, we, we talk about it, but... I feel like even in the 90s we didn't lose rappers at this rate. Yeah. You know, when gang violence was at its highest, you know, rappers did die, Big Tupac and Biggie was the biggest ones, but it seems like we're losing more and more at a quicker and younger rate. Yeah. So, it's is very sad. It's to violence, it's to drugs. And
0: it, yeah, man, it's it's really sad. And I was and I was even thinking about this not that long ago. Mac Miller and yep. I never forget that day when I found out he died I couldn't believe it and that's that's one of the other deaths that's like damn like he really gone like I never if somebody would have asked me um uh, which rapper would die I probably wouldn't would have never said mac Miller like that's somebody that should have been around for a very long time
1: no for sure man him and even like somebody like juice world you know he wouldn't make my top 50 lists of rappers that I thought would die. You yeah. know, some people like XXX, like he was always kind of in drama. So I'm not going to say it was deserved, but it was something where it was like, okay, like he was talking a lot of shit and, and yeah. things might happen. But yeah, Mac Miller stayed out of drama, man. He was a very peaceful. Everybody cool dude. Him. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing with juice world. And like, shit was crazy, man. I still miss Mac. Thug. I still listen to swimming. Which I hate that I only got put on to it after he died, but uh, yeah, yeah, that's still one of my favorite albums, man. Honestly, like it's really, really, really hits hard. So, mm-hmm. yeah, R.P. to everybody we've lost, man, including during this pandemic and and so on and so forth. So, yeah, yeah.
0: Oh, um, quick, rest in peace to the um, the little boy, the five year old boy, Cannon, who was shot and killed off. Uh, he was riding a bike. I don't know if you heard that story.
1: I heard about that but I didn't look into it. What exactly happened?
0: Um some dude walked up to him and shot him. It was it was kind of This was a
1: white kid, right? Yeah, it was randomly.
0: But um The fuck?
1: Yeah. 5 years old. It was, it was it was So some he was riding a bike, some guy randomly walked up to him for no reason and shot him and killed him.
0: Yeah, that's what I heard. Yeah. So um, the big thing on social media is they trying to compare it to uh, other deaths. Like, oh, y'all not, uh, the media not really talking about this. But the guy was arrested within 24 hours. Yeah. So, you know, so people trying to bring a race, racial thing into it. It's like, no, I mean, it's very unfortunate. And, And I hate to say it, but stuff like that happen all the time. Like it's like you got drive-bys where kids get killed and it's very unfortunate, but the person who do it all most likely get arrested and sent away forever. So I I just wanted to bring that up, man. I see a lot of people going back and forth like, Oh, well, uh, where's the same energy? Y'all did that with George Floyd. Where's the protest? Like, what is it? The protest, the guys in jail now with no bond, (laughs)
1: Exactly. And that's the whole thing that goes back to the whole black on black crime thing. And yes, it is a problem. But the reason why the protests don't go is number one, there is no onus on the gangbanger to protect the community like there is a cop, number one. And number two, like you said, they usually get arrested pretty quickly after a murder on that scale. You know, Mm -hmm. so if, if, if a black kid gets killed in the hood and the killer gets arrested quickly, there's nothing. You can protest general violence, yeah, but which when a cop pe- it's kills. people
0: out there that do that, too. It's people exactly. There's people out there that, you know, do marches for kids who was killed and violence and all this other stuff. It's out there.
1: It is. People just ignore it. And also, like, the people who killed Brown and Taylor are still out there. Exactly. you know yeah. and, and things usually unless they reach this scale that police will ru- wipe this shit under the rug man and mm-hmm. they still get to serve maybe in a different department but they still get to be cops where usually if you're a civilian you kill another civilian you're going to jail for a long time yeah so that's why it's not equal yeah and i'm not saying you know it's that's all the debate that's a yeah. twitter debate man and
0: but. then and then the other thing too um I don't see nobody saying, "Oh well, what was the little boy doing?" Or, "Oh, what happened here? What made him get so mad?" Where he, like, no, nah, ain't nobody, ain't nobody said nothing. The guy was wrong. He he got arrested. No bail in the story. <laughs> I mean, we glad we um, they got the guy. So like, I, I just hate when people try to debate and try to, "Oh, what was George Floyd doing?" Oh, he was on drugs. Like, no, there's no reason to kill somebody that's on a, It's a bunch of people that's out here on drugs.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That don't mean um, they get to be murdered.
1: So Hold them down for eight minutes.
0: Yeah. So I just yeah, don't get just, Yeah, it's just people trying to make it out of something.
1: It, everything gets politicized. And that's why I'm kind of glad I took a little bit of a break from Twitter, man. Like, I still be on it, but I don't be on it all day like I used to be. Yeah. And honestly, man, taking a break, taking a step back for a while is really refreshing to your mental health, <laughs> I found, um, because if you're on that shit and you see things on a timeline, you would assume that everybody in this world just hates each other, man. Yeah, Black women and black men, white people and black people, <laughs> Hispanics and everybody. Like every, yeah. You would assume everybody hates each other. But if you actually spend more time in the real world, man, you realize like it ain't that bad. People just capping on Twitter for retweets and likes so the f- sometimes it's good to take a step back man and realize that
0: it's funny you saying that because um, it's a it's somebody on Twitter that's, that's always trying to argue with somebody and like he's super pro-Trump and it's like oh shit like man nah if I see this dude man he probably gonna be on some bullshit but this dude is the nicest person you'll ever meet like you would never match his Twitter up With him in person, (laughs) like it's it's so weird. Like, dude is super cool, man. Like, I would have never thought he had these thoughts if I if I never saw his Twitter. But so it's just I I don't know. People just on social media too much. They trying to, I don't know. I guess people just like to argue.
1: Mm -hmm. But I don't know, man. It's 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 stupid, man. Yeah, text is really nice in person, man. I don't know why you'd be saying all that shit on Twitter. I'm just playing. I know PaveTex ain't a, a pro-Trump guy. But uh, a lot of people do shit for attention on social media, man. They just want to be seen, and they want to be reacted to. But like you said, when you see them in real life, dog, most people are, are not going to be on that energy. You know, most mm-hmm. people want to be liked in person. Mm-hmm. And, and with the internet, you feel like, okay, I'm anonymous, so I can say whatever shocking shit I want just to get attention and get people to react to me. Mm -hmm. But in real life, it's never the same. It's very rarely the same where you'll meet somebody act the same way on Twitter as they do in real life, but they a troll or something. So Mm -hmm. yeah, man. (laughs) All y'all trolls, that's a message to y'all. Stay off that bullshit, man. We got enough going on with the fucking pandemic and shit. Anyway, <laughs> we digress. We back at it with another exciting episode of the Gender Juice Podcast, man. It's me and my boy Figgy going solo, dolo again, doing a damn thing. A lot to talk about on this podcast. We gonna get right into it, but first off, Figgy, how you been, bro?
0: Man, it' been a long week, man. A lot of going, a lot going on. Texans training camp, so um, just been working me like crazy. Oh, shit. Well, everything cool, man.
1: Everything cool. Shoot. Are, are they going to let a black man in the bubble, man? What's going on with that? It's been an all-white so- bubble as far as I've seen in media <laughs> numbers. So can we get a black man in there?
0: Yeah, man. Can
1: Brandon get in there? Can somebody get in there? Yeah. he.
0: I, I think they consider him, but I guess it would be cooler if um, somebody else, um, <laughs> they pick my dude, Sean Pendergast, to go in there. Mm-hmm so he can you know report live from the bubble and all this other stuff so it has been cool so far but that's cold yeah uh, shout out to Brandon too man he been killing it man he was um he been doing the um Texans press conferences um asking the best questions pretty much so um yeah shout out to him he doing that. he doing the astro stuff he working hard man he overtaking me <laughs>
1: <laughs> so the black people that got to work the hardest at 610 man you know how it is dog yeah but yeah shout out to brandon of course he always do great work man and he always is up on it so yeah we got to get him on a podcast one day too when he's not busy covering baseball or whatever he be doing so we are gonna have him back on soon yeah <laughs> talk a little sports and shit <laughs> but yeah man uh fuck it let's get right into it dog if so some new releases came out this week um really only two i heard uh but the biggest ones i've heard uh let's start off with the drake shit man uh drake and Lil dirk dropped a well drake dropped a song featuring Lil dirk it's called laugh now cry later he also dropped a video which was basically a three-minute nike ad <laughs> five minute uh, nike
0: ad. yeah five yeah it was longer than that it was like <laughs> yeah. five minutes
1: yeah uh had various nike athletes he had uh Kevin Durant dunking on him and yeah. scoring on him and doing him up. Yeah. He had his bestie Odell Beckham Jr. in it, of course. <laughs> he had uh, that one fat comedian dude who be all on the memes. I forget his name now. Drewski, Drewski, yeah, mm. Drewski was in it. Marshawn Lynch was in it for a funny cameo. Yeah. Uh, Some random hot looking chick. He <laughs> had some cars that ain't even out yet in the video. <laughs> and uh yeah very 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 funny but but let's get your reaction first man how, how do you feel about the song itself and how do you feel about the video and the visuals and also it's off an of album called uh what's it called lover again boy i knew was this album title super fruity lover boy some so- closet something lover boy clb what's the album okay now i gotta look it up it bother me <laughs> It's called Certified Lover Boy, <laughs> so I'm already worried about this new album. Is this an R&B? This might be an R&B album. This might be his re- response to the fact that he came out rapidly rapping on Scorpion, and people talk about it like it was kind of whack. Now, <laughs> so maybe he's gonna be like, "Fuck," it, I'm gonna do all love songs and all R&B shit. <laughs> so, yeah, it's called Certified Lover Boy. Um, I'm worried about the album now, but Uh-oh. the song itself is all right. But how do you feel about the song, man?
0: Um, I actually like the song, man. I, I thought the song was all right. I wasn't a little Dirt fan, but I felt like these two, I felt like they matched up together on this one. And I, I, I was looking at the lyrics and, you know, every time he rap, I got to actually break down the lyrics because I know he talking <laughs> about somebody. So um, I was looking at a couple lyrics. In um, this first verse, he said, tired of beefing you bums. You can't pay me enough to react. So we know who he was talking about in this one. He was talking about pushing Man, Now you're
1: tired of the beef. Okay.
0: Yeah. yeah I, I thought the beef was over. I, apparently it's not over. <laughs> but um, another shot he took, he, he said, we took a trip now. We on your block and it's a ghost town. Um, and then said, baby, where do these niggas be at when they do, when they doing all this and doing all that? And um, I'm looking at Rap Genius, and apparently I guess it's a shot at Kanye West because he kind of said the same thing. Um, he kind of said the same thing in sicko mode.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, he said make a right, make a left, and all this other shit. And then, you know, Kanye got a track called Ghost Town. So...
1: Okay. I guess that was interesting. I didn't see that at first, but now I can I can envision it. Okay. Yeah, and then um
0: the the one song everybody talking I mean the one line everybody talking about is please don't play that nigga song in my in this party I can't even listen to that so I guess apparently Dirk said that right? They both said it. Oh okay. I I, I will get to that in a minute, but um Drake said it in his first um in his first verse. And um, I guess apparently in 2019, Drake had a birthday party and the DJ played that Chief Key song, Don't Like the Remix. And, you know, the remix got push T on it. Mm-hmm. So I guess they um, the song only played for a few seconds and somebody that was close to Drake ended up telling the DJ to cut that song off.
1: I remember that. I remember that.
0: <laughs> so I guess yeah, I guess that was another little shot. And then uh, I thought it was a shot
1: at Takashi because they said we don't like rats.
0: That's uh yeah, that's so, the little dirt part.
1: Yeah. That's a little dirt one. Okay.
0: Yeah. So apparently um Drake said the same thing. But then his last um his his last little shot, I guess he said distance between us is not like a store. This isn't a closable gap. So um, that was kind of like a little shot at Kanye West because you know he got the, the
1: gap. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. So, yeah, I didn't even notice all this stuff. Okay. Yeah, yeah. this is
0: that's <laughs> so this damn okay. near, this damn there this song. <laughs> but um yeah, I I thought the song was pretty cool and then you mentioned it um not that long ago about uh Dirk pretty much saying you can't play that little boy he he said um uh, can you not play that little boy in the club cuz we don't listen to rats and that was about Takashi 69, Nine, which was interesting because they was actually cool with each other before. <laughs> So, um, so that was, to me, I thought that was pretty interesting. Oh, okay. So I'm sure, um, I think after the testimony thing, that's when Lil Dirk ended up tweeting fuck 69 snitch and, um, he ended up deleting that. But yeah, I thought that was pretty interesting. I'm sure we're going to hear something from Takashi 69 trolling or whatever. Yeah. What you been doing. <laughs> But uh, overall, I think the song was cool. I could hear the song being played um, all over the place. And uh, as far as the video, like you said earlier, it, it ain't nothing but a Nike ad. So I could see this actually being a commercial.
3: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: So, um, yeah, I, I thought it was a cool little video, though. It's, it's cool to see athletes in videos like that, in that type of space. So I, I think it was cool. I think Drake is the one person that could do something like that.
1: Yeah, this is one of those videos only Drake can really make. You know, mm-hmm. um, nobody else in the game can really get all these people together and do something on this level. with like he he be he just be flexing the flex at this point? Yeah, and but
0: I, I oh yeah, I was gonna say I, I I feel like a lot of athletes wouldn't say no to Drake. Oh sure, sure, no, I'm sure I'm sure other athletes or other artists they probably couldn't get all these athletes in, but. If Drake made that call, it's like, okay, I'm there. Because when was the last time you seen Kevin Durant in the video?
1: (laughs) Never, I don't think. Yeah. um, I don't think he's ever been in anything.
0: Yeah. And I feel like LeBron is – I'm I'm shocked LeBron wasn't in it. (laughs) But, um, yeah, Drake is the only person that could probably do something like that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, And he was doing his like I would say the video was entertaining. Um, Like it was a Nike ad, but I do like the fact that Drake is able to make fun of himself now and not act too cool at all times. Like he got tackled by Marshawn Lynch. He got dunked on by Kevin Durant. Uh, He was doing that weird crying thing for a while. And then Drewski came and made fun of him and asked, what's he doing like, he was legit crying, too. It wasn't, like, <laughs> fake tears. He was legit crying. And Drewski was asking, like, dog, what what's wrong with you? <laughs> so I thought that was funny, man. I like that the fact that Drake is in a space where he can make fun of himself. And we saw that on the uh, the Chris Brown video, too, for No Guidance. Yeah. I think it was No Guidance. Yeah, it was. So, yeah. So um, I like the Drake that can make fun of himself and poke fun of himself and, and kind of have fun. And not be too serious, cool, super cool gangster rapper at all times. Like he 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 can have some fun with his fame. So I did like that. The song to me was whatever. It was kind of a it was cool, but I could tell it's going to be another here today, gone tomorrow Drake song. You know, if I never heard the song again, I would never really want to run it back. You know, like I never search. I would never search this and be like, I really got to listen to that laugh now, cry later. <laughs> If it was just on, I'd be like, okay, it's a cool song, but it's not nothing I'm going to seek to play back over and over again. Um, And I think that's a problem with a lot of his music. Honestly, you know, people talk about like the whole uh, Dark Lane demo tapes. Everybody was talking about that shit like it was a classic when it first dropped. (laughs) I haven't heard not one mention in any of those songs by anybody, even the Drake fans after. And he had good songs on there. I still run back Landed. Yeah. I still run back Chicago Freestyle. But overall, the project was just kind of cool for a weekend and it's gone. Yeah. You know, so it's one of those songs, too, man. Like, it was a very typical Drake song. I didn't pick up on all those disses, so I'm glad you did because... Drake is slick like that. You know, he does a lot of subliminal disses and he knows their disses and he knows people are going to pick up on them. But, yeah, very interesting. The fact that he's going to just keep this beef going. <laughs> um, I- I'm wondering when we're going to finally have enough at this point. Yeah. You know, it's been going on, what, two years now with this damn beef? Longer than that when it first probably even started. So, yeah, I think it started
0: back in like 2011. That's yeah. when, I think that's when Pusha T actually dissed him. That's when he was kind of going that at whole camp. Yeah, money, yeah. So, so I'm kind of over like, it, man. Like I don't care no more. <laughs>
1: like I think everybody is, man, but I, I I just think it bothers Drake that somebody got him. You know, <laughs> I think it bothers him when he gets on social media and people are talking about the the anniversary of the story of Ididon. <laughs> and I think these things bother him, man. So I think that's why he keeps dropping the disses because he's like it, it does bug him that he took a L in public like that on that scale. So yeah, I would just say you got to get over that, man. <laughs> Everybody took a loss. Jay took a loss. Yeah. You got to get over it, man. <laughs> Even Jay stopped talking about Ether after that first year. Yeah. So <laughs> you guys just let that go, man, but <laughs> it, is what it, is. it is what it is It's a cool song But like I said Here today gone tomorrow It's No, no you know what song late. Was here
0: today And gone that same day The songs DJ Khaled dropped A uh, Drake Remember you dropped two yeah, of them
1: Yeah I do And I forgot all about them already
0: I, I remember the one song Argentina Only because it was called Argentina But I don't even remember The name of the other song But those, those uh, songs was gone That same day <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, no nobody liked that shit. Even when it first dropped, man. I didn't yeah. hear anybody really getting hype over it. <laughs> the the build up was more hype than the actual product itself, you know. People were like, ooh, Drake new t- two Drake songs coming out. And then they dropped and nobody cared. So the songs kind of trash, man. Yeah,
0: I think I do think this song will probably try uh will stick more than those. I can see this song getting radio play. I just don't the other song I, and the other songs was DJ Khaled's songs. That's what people Able to realize those, yeah, shit. and those I I ain't even hear those on the radio like that, so I don't know. Maybe he ain't got the pack, uh, maybe he ain't throw out the stimulus package, <laughs> the promotion <laughs> package for that for those He, he
1: gave Calis some throwaways, man. Let's let's be real. He gave Calis some throwaways. <laughs> he probably wasn't even gonna use them songs, but Khaled wanted something, so he was like, "All right, take these." <laughs> Those have so. been the
0: last couple of Khaled songs, though. Um, the Drake Khaled collabs. I never really care for, I guess, their collabs.
1: Yeah, he never really gave them uh, Say Something back in the day. I think that was a, was that? That was, I forget, that was Timbaland. Never mind.
0: okay. Uh, the last Yeah, I, one, I don't
1: know. Maybe On One? That was probably the last. That was Khaled, yeah.
0: But that was, what, 2000 and what? Yeah, that 12? was back in the
1: day. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't, yeah, Khaled is just whatever at this point. His last album didn't even go number one, so (laughs) it is what it is. Uh, other music that came out, uh, Nas is back. (laughs) He dropped a new song and also announced a new album coming out. The album is called King Something. I already forgot what it's called, I keep forgetting album names now king's disease that's right with hit boy yeah I, I heard different things at first i heard that hit boy was going to produce the entire album but now i'm hearing different um he took a picture in the studio with dr dre and i hate when niggas do this man, me number too one okay sidebar taking <laughs> a picture how many niggas we see seen take a picture with timbaland take a picture <laughs> with rick rubin take a picture with uh dr dre <laughs> The thing that pissed me off the most about the Jay-Z Magna Carta album is he had that fucking commercial with Pharrell, with Rick Rubin, (laughs) with uh, Timbaland, I think, was there too, a (laughs) bunch of legendary hip-hop producers, and you're thinking, oh, this is about to be the Black Album Part 2. You know, this shit's going to be hard. And then none of them, I think Timbaland had a couple beats, and that was it. Pharrell had one, no Rick Rubin beats. Like, it was very, very mid (laughs) And he had mostly new producers on that shit. So yeah. it was nothing like we expected hearing seeing that whole commercial and that whole rollout. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, that, that that means nothing. Until I hear the beat, until I see Dr. Dre <laughs> on the album credits, I don't believe he got a beat on this album yet. Yeah. So the sidebar on that, yeah. I, I hate seeing that. I don't
0: and I don't know if I want to hear Nas and Dr. Dre collab.
1: Why not? I don't
0: know. I feel like that's kind of old now, man. Like I think I feel like Dr. Dre. I'm I'm not really too pressed to hear something from Dr. Dre at this point. It's just, I don't know if I'm burnt out or what, but I I, I feel like he's not really as active as a Timberland or Pharrell or Swiss or you know um, some of the legendary um, beat makers or producers. Every time I see somebody saying, "Oh yeah," you know. Dr. Dre about to produce this. It's kind of like, uh, eh, like, I don't know. It probably not won't even come out. So so seeing that, it's kind of like, eh, man. <laughs> like, I think Nas would be just fine without that.
1: Well, yeah, he'll be fine without it. But I do think Dre's name still carries weight. Um, I think the fact that he's so rare that it gets you excited to, at least out of curiosity, want to hear. Because you kind of do want to know if he's still got it, man. People wanted to know if he still got it when he he dropped the chronic. People were calling him washed up when he dropped the chronic 2001. Mm. You know, nobody thought he still had it at that point. So I know he's much older and going through a divorce right now. So I don't know (laughs) how he's going to sign the boards. But I still am interested in hearing a Dre beat just to hear, you know, if he still got it, if he's still, you know, if he's chasing a new sound or if he got his own sound. Out of curiosity, I do. I would want to hear it
0: and see that's Plus, a, just dre
1: go ahead
0: no that's the scary part about it too like we don't know his sound like what sound we know when timberland you know collab with somebody we know we have an idea what type of sound timberland have we have an idea what type of sound pharrell have we have an idea type of sound swiss have like what what sound do dr dre have in 2020 like, I'm not that's
1: sure. That's the thing, we don't know, man. I'm, we want we gotta find that's out. That's why I'm
0: nervous about that. <laughs> I'm I'm nervous that he might try to go too far left or or some beat or it's gonna be way too Cali-ish. Like I don't know I don't know where Dr. Dre is as far as producing right now.
1: Well, he did drop the Compton album a few years ago, and yeah. people forget because that was a here today, gone tomorrow album. <laughs> You know, everybody (laughs) was hyped to hear it. And then it came out and it was like, okay, but those beats weren't bad. It just wasn't the Chronic or the Chronic 2001. So it was a disappointment just on the fact that it wasn't what we thought we were going to get when we got a new Dr. Dre album. Yeah. It was more of a collab album or whatever. So yeah, those beats weren't bad though. He didn't sound washed up on that. So I don't know, man. I'm interested to hear it, but like I said, it's all moot anyway because I don't think he's going to have a beat on this album. I just think they <laughs> was hanging out one day, and they said, hey, let's take a flick to promote my album. But I don't <laughs> think Dre going to be on it. But he, Dre might need some money soon <laughs> yeah. if this divorce go through. One billion so, dollars. <laughs> yeah, so he might need to get back in the game one way or the other. So we might be hearing more of Dre in the near future who knows man yeah but anyway we've got way off topic we talked about dr nye's album and the nye's single that dropped nye's dropped a single called ultra black uh produced by hit boy um hit boy of course made niggas in paris this does not sound like niggas in paris this sounds more like a uh old school dj Premier type beat with the samples and shit so i like the beat a lot number one um, it felt like something Nas belongs on rather than some kind of new, new sound that he's trying to, you know, clout chase on. It did sound like a genuine, genuine Nas, classic Nas song. Uh, the uh, theme, of course, is ultra black. I'm blackety black, 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 black. <laughs> I'm black and black and black. That's basically the whole song. <laughs> but it was a cool song. It's it's nice to hear Nas on that. And Nas is one of those rappers that. It sounds cool when he makes a woke song, yeah. But some people that don't sound cool, like little baby. I'm I'm still kind of <laughs> on that woke song he dropped. But Nas, it, it makes sense for him to drop shit like that because he's been doing, he's been it
0: doing me. it, yeah,
1: yeah, a long time now. So I like it. Come, it don't sound corny coming from him. I did like the song. There was a certain bar we'll talk about in a second that people found controversial uh but other than that man i thought it was a very well made song and now i'm looking forward to the album i hope it's not going to be you know one of the albums where Nas drop a hot single and then you hear the album and it's kind of mid mm. you know he kind of did that with the Nasir one One of the albums he dropped that uh he, he he just be having hot singles and then like throw a bonus track on the actual album or not even on it so mm. i'm cautiously optimistic that he's going to bounce back from the Kanye album, which is okay, but he could have done better with that. So I'm looking forward to the album. I did enjoy the song a lot. Thinkie, what you think, man?
0: Um, I enjoyed the song a lot too. And you uh, you brought up the Kanye album. It kind of remind it kind of remind me of something that would be on that album. Yeah, so, except with
1: drums on it.
0: Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I, I think it was weird seeing people, I, I seen the same people that was sitting on that album praising this song. And it's like it's kind of the same content to me. And people always complain about his content, his beats and all that stuff. But I'm like, this sounds like it could have went on that album. But anyway, I I, I did like the album. Um, the Doja Cat line did stick out to me, too. I thought that was kind of funny. I didn't even think he knew who Doja Cat was. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I, I thought it was typical Nas, man. This is, this is something. I, f- I feel like Nas is sticking in this lane. A lot of people always talk about, oh, he need a, a a big single, or he need to work with Swiss or that type of stuff. I think he passed that, man. I think he just need to stick in this type of lane, man. He he been talking about this stuff for years, so it's it's not like you know he make a song called Ultra Black and people like, oh no, he doing too much, or no, he woke mm-hmm. now. Like you could dig twenty years ago and hear something like this too. So I, I I love it, man. This, to me, is classic Nas.
1: Yeah, I agree, man. And to your Swiss point, um, nobody uses work with Swiss anymore. <laughs> dog. Anytime Nas and Jay-Z work with Swiss, the song sounds terrible now. Like, they just got to drop Swiss completely. All respect to Swift's beats for what he did in the early 2000s, but it's over now, though. His beats are garbage. They've been garbage for about five years now. You got to stop man, or do something. Go back to the board because <laughs> those I songs do... always are the worst ones on the albums.
0: <laughs> now, I do like the um um uh, the uh, the uh, theme song for Godfather Harlem, though. That's I, I like Oh, yeah, that, I Jordan. forget he
1: made that. That was actually pretty yeah. good. And
0: he was actually singing on the hook a little bit, too.
1: Yeah. Open up my window again. Yeah. <laughs> that was actually that was actually so good. I I believe it might have been ghost, ghost produced by somebody else. <laughs>
3: you know,
1: maybe maybe some uh, somebody else. He stole the beat and just bought the beat or something because that that's actually a good song. He probably is singing. I could have went without, but yeah,
0: he probably just did the drums and somebody else added yeah. the rest because those were Swiss drums.
1: So yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think he might have borrowed that beat. Uh so the Doja Cat line, man, this was trending for about a day or two. So in the song, um, he's talking about being unapologetically black and how blackly black he is, like I said. And he had a line that said, unapologetically black, the opposite of Doja Cat. Uh, this kind of threw me for a loop too. Like I said, I didn't you you could say this about a lot of things, a lot of people, and people took it as a diss, and it kind of is, I guess. But I do feel like it was more of a black rhymes with cat. Yeah. So you can't fit Terry Crews in that line. You know, <laughs> but people were upset that he went after a, you know, a young artist who admitted she made a mistake with a certain song she made. But uh, certain things, I think, got blown out of proportion of her being anti-black and all this shit. Yeah. The jokes were funny. I'll say that much. <laughs> So I'm not against the jokes. I thought Nori saying that she was in a racial chat room showing feet was hilarious.
3: <laughs> and
1: the jokes were funny, man. Uh the line itself, people got upset about that because they're like, you know, why is Nas dissing her out of, of all people you could bring up for this shit? I just think it rhymed, but I think at 46 years old, Nye should have known better. You yeah. know, this this is this, this a this a this a little girl, man. <laughs> and <laughs> I, I got to bring up something else, too, because <laughs> this is why ever since I saw this clip, I, I have none of the pro-black shit from Nas hit the same ever since. You know, ever since this came out, it changed how I view his music and him as a person pretty much forever. You know, so it's for him to make this song. I Like I said, I like the song, but he <laughs> he's done worse than Doja Cat. <laughs> as far as being anti-black or whatever you want to call it, a yeah. coon or whatever you want to say, I don't want to say he's a coon, but he had a he had an interview with CBS. <laughs> uh, I want to say it was about whenever uh, niggas in Paris dropped uh, Jay Z and Kanye West. Uh, Gwen, uh, G- uh Gwyneth Paltrow is a huge fan of Jay Z and Kanye. She's been a, a like real close with hip hop for some reason. I don't know how she got in there, but she's real good friends with Nas, good friends with Jay-Z Kanye, all them. And she was at a show in Paris, I guess when they was performing niggas in Paris (laughs) and she made an Instagram post that said ends in Paris for real. (laughs) She didn't say niggas, but she said ends in Paris is back when, when they were going on tour for the uh, watch throne tour. People got very upset. They were asking, why is this white woman insinuating the word nigger or whatever she was saying? She This is before cancel culture got to its peak, but
0: yeah. they
1: was trying to cancel going to Paltrow for what she said on Instagram about this. She deleted the post, but people, people were getting at her ass for saying this shit. And Nas did an interview with CBS. It wasn't Vlad TV. <laughs> this wasn't some random shit. This was CBS where they asked him. Uh, what he thinks about the controversy about her saying or tweeting or putting in the post, niggas in Paris. this is what he said.
4: I mean, who has a right to use the nigger the, the word? I mean, look, I will slap the shit out of somebody for Gwyneth Paltrow. She's the homie. She's cool. Gwyneth, Gwyneth gets a pass. Yo, real people get a pass, man. We know what this shit is. Like, we don't interrupt uh Italians when they say what to each other. Don't interrupt that. They're gonna punch you in your mouth, if you interrupt them. Don't interrupt us. And we pick and choose. Some of us will get more angry about it, you know, some than than others, you know, but you know, some people get a pass and that's just how I'm on it. The people who I know is cool and real niggas, Winner paltrow's a
2: real nigga. You know what I'm saying?
1: Oh, stop, huh? stop, it, 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 stop it. Okay, no more, no need to play anymore. I, I've had enough already. Dog. Nas Nas said yeah. Gwyneth Pau quote, Gwyneth Paucho is a real nigga. Jeez. Now, when you think of like the top five whitest people you can think of out the top of your head, she probably in the it- top five.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so I just I don't I don't get it, man. Like, I I really don't get it. I I'm sure he probably gonna walk this back if if somebody played this clip for him. But this was 2012. This wasn't that long yes. ago. So I I don't I'm I was very disappointed <laughs> when I seen this, and I I just don't get it, man. Maybe I don't know. She got a lot of power where they don't. You know they they like oh she cool. She can do whatever she want. I don't know what type of power she got over hip hop or what, but apparently she get a pass <laughs> to to say whatever she want to say.
1: All he had to say was like, there were so many different ways he could have worded it to be like, look, that's a homie, but she still shouldn't have said that, but nah, He went tooth and nail and I <laughs> get like, they cool. They cool. I don't know how cool they, I don't know if they were smashing at one point because that's the only <laughs> way I could I could really understand you defending somebody like this to this level. Yeah. But to say Gwyneth Paltrow gets a pass to say the word nigga because she's a real nigga <laughs> is worse than anything. I, I'll fuck it. I'll say it's worse than anything Terry Crews has said lately. worse than anything Doja Cat did, worse than anything people call people a coon for now. This was probably worse than that to me. Yeah. It's offensive to even insinuate that Gwyneth Paltrow is a real nigga. Yeah. So because of that, yeah, it don't like leave Doja Cat alone, dog. You you was 46 years old. You could have kept her out the bar. You could have put something else in there. Yeah. Um, You ain't have to go after her like that. What do, you, what do you think about? Do you think this was actual diss? And do you think it went too far, Figgy?
0: Um, I think it was a light diss. I don't think he was trying to assassinate her and nothing like that. I think I, I agree with you. I think it was part of wordplay. That that rhyme perfect. That, that actually went pretty good. If Doja yeah. if Doja Cat was a white person and you know she said some racial stuff or whatever, then I I think that would be perfect. That that would yeah. be a perfect line. So I, I don't think he looked at Doja Cat and said, you know what? Nah, she is awful. She against black people. She against everything with black people about and threw that line in there. I don't think that was his attempt. But eh, he could have I mean that wasn't the best bar. <laughs> you know what I mean, so he had to leave that in there. I would've <laughs> I would have said something else, but yeah, man, I think, yeah. I I don't know. It's that that video, man. <laughs> I just that's that's why we are that's why we're stuck where we're at now with the N-word. <laughs> because some people, because some people feel like we could, you know, oh, I could say it, I, I'm cool enough, or I did this, so I could say, or what about that person? That person said it, or you know, that's why we in a a a bind with this word right now. Like we can't, we can't go over to Ger- Germany and say all these Hitler words and stuff like mm. that. Like that, it's like a hell no. We don't care who you are. Like that word is banned. Like we make an exception for certain people, but don't. Uh, but other people know. and that's pretty much what Nas did. Because if it was if it was somebody else, if it was some some white dude that don't nobody really know, he would have been pissed. But because she a real nigga, yeah, she cool. We need to leave her alone and all this other stuff. It just sounds goofy, man.
1: Yeah, that, that interview ups fuck it. Play takeover, man. Play takeover. <laughs> I gotta hear takeover now, dog. I, I'm in a fuck Nas mode now, dog. That video upset me again. Fuck it. Play takeover in your car Won't after this podcast. Moment. i play this. Uh-oh! You got yes. yourself,
2: yourself,
1: yourself, your... <laughs> I got myself underrated a gun. Nas disc by the Uh-oh. way. Yeah. 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 I got myself a gun. <laughs> I got
2: myself a gun. But really I don't need the heat. Your heart pump project Kool-Aid, you sweet. Nigga. I don't Ooh. got a two-way U gauge. This is not beef, this is rap, homie. I don't have a scratch on oh, me. You feel J Soft, mm. Rich? J all Damn, I'm only worth over a hundred million. Look, I got beef with like a hundred children, niggas with mm. pink suits trying to get cute. You a little out of Camera line, homie. This. Don't let the nine, homie. Put you out your mind, homie. homie. Just rhyme, homie. Kick your little lies. I kick my real facts. facts. Like you sneaking out the back of the soul Sound Lab. <laughs> we Ooh. wasn't chasing off We had a taping too. We came <laughs> through to do our one-two things It wasn't a Rockefeller come, come through things. things. If it was on like that, nigga. I would come through Queens. with Queens niggas. You know how I do. Look, I got more shooters in Queens Bridge than you. Niggas will tie oh, you up on the a coliseer. fake thug,
1: man. Come on nice fight back
2: look here i got myself a gun
1: Uh-oh. You gonna rip you on your own shit <laughs> i
2: got myself a gun
1: I control a real nigga
2: Listen, sneaking I'm the out J, the back the of A, source of the war.
1: they saw you
2: never <laughs> <after an> <laughs> had to buy your chain back last time you got to nerve this coward, oh, oh my, my god my god. I rap
0: I miss this type of rap beef.
1: yep yeah don't want yes, to wait hold continue. on. Yes. I, I need to hear that, man. I had to hear that. Super ugly. <laughs> See, this is where it got <laughs> too far. He <laughs> had to apologize <laughs> for this. <Yeah. laughs> he was talking about <laughs> <my> fucking big <laughs> Mom. What?
0: Yeah. left condos on your baby seat. <laughs> <laughs> I got
2: more in common than just balling and rhyming. Get it? More, more, in more in common. I came in your belly back seat. Skeeted in, in your cheek. Ooh. Left condoms on your baby seat. Ooh. Here, nigga, Yeesh. the gloves is all. The love is done. It's whatever, when? whenever, however, nigga. One. And since you infatuated with saying that gay shit, guess you was kissing my dick when you was kissing that oh. bitch. Nasty Ooh. shit. You thought oh. I was boning Renette. You calling karma oh. a hundred times. Me. I was boning her neck. You got a baby <laughs> by the bra. You can't disown her yet. When, when is your lie end? end? When is the truth begin? when is we nice we realize in got to heard i'm your baby mama's favorite rapper and act your Camry girl she know what's up holler at a real nigga, nigga I give a man,
1: yes I, I had to hear that man I had to hear that we had to we had to <laughs> clap back at nogg even though we just boosted up nogg for a whole 5 minutes talking yeah. about the song now i'm, I'm back on fuck nogg the war is back <laughs> <laughs> I'm signed with Cameron and Jay Z back in 2001. Man. <laughs> fuck <nods. laughs> when it popped you a real nigga. The fuck out here. Anyway, yeah. long, long sidebar there. We had to, I had to get that yeah. out of my system. Man, I had to hear that, man. <laughs> so uh, other shit did come out. Um, a couple other things. I got to hear that Davies album. It came out to to on Friday. I didn't get the chance to listen to it yet. Um, Figgy, you did say you heard some of this Young Dolph album, Rich Slave, which is kind of a crazy title, but
0: yeah. what do you
1: think about the Young Dolph, uh, what's her name's favorite rapper, that one chick we had oh, on the Nifa. podcast one time? Nifa. <laughs> yeah, Nifa's favorite rapper, Young Dolph. What do you think about this project, man? Uh,
0: I thought it was all right, man. He um, To me, it, it sounded really Memphis-ish, if that make any sense. Mm-hmm. I thought it was all right, man. I, it's, it's a typical Young Dolph album, but I, I felt like he was a little more, I guess a little more woke on this, but um I got halfway through it, but I I think it's a good album to check out. It, um He got some good production on there.
1: Okay. Okay. Yeah. This is one of those things. Young Dolph, on of them artists, you can't really rate his albums because they all yeah. kind of going to be the same. You know what you get you when a Young you Dolph get, album. Yeah.
0: That, and that's the one thing I hate when people complain about certain artists. It's like you know what you're getting when it comes to somebody like a Meg or a Cardi or something. Like, I see a lot of people just say, oh, all they do is rap about the same. That, that's what you get. Like, you, yeah. you're you not going to them to hear some conscious shit. Like, if you, want, if you want, want to shake some ass and something like that, you go to them. So, yeah, like, you got to kind of adjust your standards when it comes to certain artists. If it's a Jay-Z or something like that, that's different. Yeah, but like certain artists, you just got to understand what you getting from them.
1: (laughs) I think, and that's a problem. I think some people think that because people rap fast, that you they should be rapping about more than just what they rap about. Like the baby is a good example. People hear the baby and say, "All your songs sound the same," but he's been rapping about the same shit he's always been rapping about. Yeah, and he just he's bigger now. But just because he rapped fast don't mean he got to rap conscious, too. You know, stick to what you know, man. So stick with the hot hand. I've been saying that. Exactly. I've been saying that from day one with
0: Meg, with baby. I just I just think they need to um, just that's working right now. So just stick with that. Ain't no point in trying to make a Black Lives Matter song or, you know, try to switch up something. If if this is what's working right now, just stick with that.
1: I agree, man. Stick yeah. to what got you here and then expand when you start to get washed up and old. But yeah,
0: I got a quick sidebar no. real quick. Go I, ahead. I've been listening to um Lil Baby way more. And mm-hmm. I feel like he's slightly better than the baby. I know we had I know we had this conversation before on uh who was better between the two. And I think before I said the baby, I'd rather listen to him. But now, man, I I felt I feel like Lil Baby is all right, man. I I feel like he a little I I feel like he way more versatile than um
1: The Baby. Yeah, he he at this point I would agree. Um I would probably rather listen to a The Baby song or album than Lil Baby right now. But that could change, man. Like I've been hearing more of him too, and I think he is more versatile with his content matter. So, yeah, I think that's a really hot take at all, man. I think yeah, a lot of people would agree, actually, probably.
0: At yeah, this point. I know. At first, I was like, "Nah, the baby," but little baby, I, 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 I will probably say he's a little better than the baby as far as music.
1: It might be early to say this, but the baby has kind of cooled off a lot. You know, he came in pretty intense, and then like the hype has cooled down significantly since that album and since Suge got really big where debate, where little baby has gotten bigger and bigger every year, it seems like. Yeah. You know, he had a Drake feature coming out, and he got bigger after that. Mm-hmm. So it seems like their career careers are kind of going in opposite directions where little baby's getting more famous and the baby's getting little. I'm not saying he cooled off completely, but it's not the same as it was last year for the baby. Yeah. So,
0: yeah. Uh, another question do you feel like the baby is a pop star because i heard them the, i heard um joe Budden and them debating this on the podcast which is to me this is probably the worst debate you could pro- possibly have because they I don't know there's debating about um uh, what's a pop star so um i guess they feel like the baby is a pop star
1: i don't i haven't heard top 40 radio in a while so i don't know if they put rock star on that uh, on that on those stations, but you're not a pop star unless top 40 radio stations play your song. Yeah, I, I think I that's the main criteria.
0: Yeah, I I agree with that man because um, like that's the same thing what that happened with um what's his name um Fetty Wap Fetty Wap yeah um when trap when well, trap queen started playing on top 40 radio it's like oh uh, mm-hmm. he's in the <laughs> he's on a different level now. Because yes. you barely get Jay Z songs on that type of stuff. I wouldn't label Jay Z as a pop star. I think he's a superstar. I think he's a you know a, a rap star. But to me, Jay
1: Z has had pop records. But yeah, I would agree. Yeah, he's not. I wouldn't call him a pop star either.
0: Yeah, but to me, the baby, and, unless that song just take off on top forty radio where it's played constantly, I I, I can't call him a pop star. <laughs> I, th- I think a, a pop star is the typical, you know, uh, I guess artists that cater towards, you know, kind of like the Katy Perry's, the, the, yeah. the people like that. I, I just can't consider the baby as a pop star.
1: No, nah, he's not. He's not. A pop star is somebody who can sell out arenas at their peak. Somebody who's in the, who would get played on TRL back in the day. Um, Eminem was a pop star, you yeah. know, he was reluctant pop star because i don't think he was trying to be a pop star but he was a pop star yeah um mc hammer people like that those are pop stars people who made records that were way bigger than rap yeah but yeah unless you unless you get played on top 40 stations you're not a pop star i don't think the baby like they might be playing this one song on top 40 but and unless you have multiple ones i don't think you're a pop star so i, I wouldn't call him a pop star now. okay yeah i agree <laughs> so uh things that happened this week of note. uh so we don't talk politics on this podcast at all really because we ain't anything type of podcast you know we'd be on but of course a lot of people have a lot of hot takes about kamala harris being picked as joe biden's vice president for the upcoming election in november All I'm going to say is this on my thoughts. Number one, I think it's kind of creepy how all the celebrities, same thing with the Ellen Defense Force, (laughs) everybody came out like at the same time and said how much they support Kamala being vice president. It's almost like they knew this was happening before it was announced. Yeah. And every celebrity came out and, and tweeted support for her and tweeted support for the whole Joe Biden ticket. And I think that's kind of creepy because it always sounds kind of manufactured to me. You know, mm-hmm. like they, they all got an email or, or some kind of <laughs> call that said, hey, you better you better send this yeah. at, at 12 o'clock when this is announced. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I always think that's kind of creepy. Uh, I'm This is probably the least excited I've been for an election ever. Number one, because I know there's going to be a whole lot of fuckery in November. Yeah, And number two, I think... Look, as far as, like, the choices suck no matter who you want to vote for, man. Let's be (laughs) real about that. You can argue which is worse. You can say anybody's better than Trump. I understand that. But the Democrats have a shitty lineup for this election, man. Let's be (laughs) real. They both suck. And that's why I'm not getting mad at anybody who don't vote, honestly. I know that's a hot take. I know people get really offended Uh when you say that. But I'm not going to blame somebody like this, is the motherfucker who made the crime bill in 1994 this is a woman who has made a career off of prosecution and jailing black men for basically nonviolent offenses. And, and you can look at the records and all that stuff. So I don't blame nobody for just sitting this one out, man. Like they say we're fucked either way. Hey, man, I'm kind of in. The, I'm kind of there with you, honestly. I know people are going to be upset. Hearing that people get very upset when you say things like this, but yeah, it's the truth, man. These these choices suck. And black people, as much progress as we think we made this year after the protests and all this shit, this kind of shows us that we're still in the same space we've always been in, man. Yeah. You know, nothing has really changed. People want to say, make sure you go out and vote. But for this, for these choices, we have nobody really representing us in our interests here. So It is what it is, man. I don't know if you want to speak on this thing, but that's just how I feel
0: about it. Yeah, I kind of agree with you, man. The the one thing that's been bothering me on social media about this is people getting upset when another person say, hey, you know, uh, shout out to Kamala Harris and, you know, black vice president, all this other stuff. It's like, 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 how you going to get, like, who, who, like, if you have to pick one, like, you got to pick one. Like, who you going to choose? Like it's like ain't nobody saying this was the best choice ever. You know what I mean? Like yeah. this the cars we th- th- these are the cars we were dealt. <laughs> so like these pe- I mean, obviously these people you know want to vote. They they choosing to vote, so they picking whoever they want to vote for. So I just don't get the people bashing other people for siding with Trump or siding with Kamala Harris and Joe Biden like they, they got to pick one. Like if you had a choice, if you had to pick one, who are, who are you picking? That's pretty much what it is. Like I know some people ain't going to vote, which you know, I you know, I'm cool either way, but I'm just tired of people bashing other people for, you know, hyping up Kamala, Kamala Harris. It's like this is all we got. <laughs> so some people rather have, you know, anybody but Trump. Like I you know, I, I can respect that, but I just don't understand when people sit back and try to bash you for, you know, saying who you wanna vote for or who you supporting. It's like dog, like who you supporting then? <laughs> like you can't sit here and say, Oh, well she do this, like, oh well, so are you voting for Trump then? <laughs> yeah. Like she like she did all this stuff to black men and prosecuting black men and um Joe Biden had this law set in nineteen ninety four, so so you vote for Trump again, or you vote for Trump this time, huh? So I, I just See, hate the arguing on people like that.
1: Uh, other shit, real quick, man. Uh, I did hear about the uh, reboot of the Fresh Prince.
0: Yeah, we actually talked uh, about that <laughs> before.
1: Yeah, there was a viral clip of a guy who made like a, and it wasn't official. It was like a fan recreation of yeah. what the Fresh Prince might look like in twenty in, in this age. Yeah. And it was more of a drama. It wasn't a sitcom. It was more it was, of a drama. It was like a dark
0: type of uh, serious type of Fresh Prince.
1: Yeah, I thought it looked terrible. <laughs> but apparently somebody liked it because they picked it up. That same guy who made that is going to be able to do this too. I believe Will Smith is involved. Um, you know how I feel about this shit, man. Yeah. I got to say it.
0: Yeah. I, th- like, I don't think it was bad. I think it was a great idea. I just don't want to see that from the Fresh Prince. If it was a whole different name, like you could say, "Oh, maybe it was inspired by the Fresh Prince or something like that." But I don't want to see a Will Smith and a Uncle Phil and all this other stuff, man. Like, just just leave that. For some reason, they keep trying to bring that show back. They just need to let that show be. I I think the sh- the original show aged well. You can still watch it today and still mm-hmm. laugh. So I I I just don't get why people are trying to bring this show back. But if this show was called something else, I think it would be a, a decent show. It, kind of a typical I forgot the name of that show. It's a it's a cheesy, a cheesy ass show with the um the black the black dude as a high school football player. I forgot the name of that show, but it's on Netflix. But to me it'd be a typical drama type of show of a kid moving into a um a nice neighborhood and dealing with all type of different stuff. To me, that's, a, to me, that's a typical drama sick or a drama show. So, I, I mean, I, th- I, th- I think it's cool that it did get picked up, but I, I don't want to see it as the Fresh Prince.
1: I agree. Like you can do the concepts. You can even have a uh, Will Smith in an uncle Phil type role where he's like the, uh, the wise father. Yeah. Who's more serious now. But you can't call a show the fresh prince in 2020, dog. Number one, nobody says fresh like that no more. <laughs> so the, the title is already dated and embarrassing. Yeah. And yeah, that was very much a nineties show, man. It's not something with the concept like the concept you can read you can do. But mm-hmm. calling it the fresh prince is corny. Call yeah. it something else, man. Like bad, make up a lore. new title. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something something though the, uh the, I don't know, they'll they would be embarrassing if they try to make it like fucking uh the, the trill, the trill king of ballet or some stupid shit like yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be goofy. <laughs> yeah, they, they would they would try to put some I don't know, they they'd make it embarrassing. So <laughs> yeah, you can do the concept, but Calling the Fresh Prince and then having like a Jazzy Jeff type character and a like recasting the original cast with yeah. twenty twenty people yeah. is embarrassing. That,
0: yeah, that's that's the part I don't want to see. Like I think that I think that um, the whole concept for Fresh Prince is pretty cool. Like a dude from the hood moving to his bougie auntie's house and trying mm. to you know and you pretty much setting the rapper up around a bunch of bougie bougie um, uppity rich people. And saying, "Hey, you know, live life." I I think that's a great concept. I I still th- think that's one of the best concepts you can p- um, put together. That's why I yeah. think Fresh Prince is so good. They they said to do, du- they pretty much said to do a rapper, in this um, uppity place, and told him to live life, and you know, and he's like that awkward guy. So I I think that's a great concept, but I I don't want. I don't want them to try to recast Jazzy Jeff and mm-hmm. oh, this is Hillary or this is Ashley and yeah, this big macho guy's Uncle Phil and all this other <laughs> stuff. Like, like nah, like just you know, the concept is cool. Like you could actually do a, a drama show with a dude coming from the hood, going to L.A. or wherever they stay in Bel Air and trying to live life again, try to restart his life again. I think that'd be a decent show. I just don't, I just don't like, I, I, I just leave the Fresh Prince alone. That's, that's my main thing.
1: I agree. And is Bel Air even still a fancy place? I don't even know what, what <laughs> <I don't
0: laughs> logistically,
1: know, if that even is still yeah. I mean, happening. move that show to New York or something. I don't know, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I agree. I'm against reboots in general period. And I think this one is corny. Speaking of uh, reboots and spinoffs, have you seen the new power show yet? Which is started? I, Power I, Book Two. <laughs> Have you seen that shit, I, man?
0: Well, I didn't. Did it? Did the show actually come out yet?
1: Or, or did I, it? I thought it did. Okay. Wrong? I just seen I thought the, it started.
0: Okay, I just seen the preview, the uh, the trailer, and it mm-hmm. it looks so goofy. I think I sent it to y'all, <laughs> man. I'm just like, man, what the hell is this? This like they got Tyreek looking like a boss, and fr- from the trailer, it looked like Tasha probably gonna get out. I know that I know she's gonna get out sometime and um be a part of the show. But mm-hmm. yeah, she uh, it got Mary J. Blige and met the man in it. I'm just like, nah, man, this I'm cool. Somebody asked if I'ma watch it. I'm like, nah. Like, I'ma just bow out. I I already spent most of my damn life watching power. So yep. I, yeah, like, nah, I'ma just bow out gracefully. And, and live life I, i'm t- i'm tired of waking up sunday morning and everybody that spoiled the show and all this other shit.
1: like uh, i'm cool uh so yeah it started in july so there are three episodes deep oh shit. in this new show
0: i ain't hear nobody talk and, about it for real
1: yeah i've heard a couple people talk some things but uh, yeah, the hype is dead, man. I don't want to see Tariq in his own show, I never wanted that in the first place. So,
0: and then the trailer I already
1: bowed out of power. So, yeah, and then the
0: trailer made it seem like he was just this boss, and they're like, Oh, where's he getting this work from? Oh, god. And Tariq, like, Yeah, I just, I just love the game, I'm the, the hustle, and all this other shit. It's just <laughs> like, Man, like, I, man, I wish you could see it. I, I don't know if you saw it, but. I don't I, need to see it, man. I already know what it is.
1: <laughs> it's basically an hour long of uh, teaching the fucking game, ghosts, pretty much for for every week. And uh, we'll, if we have Jasmine on again anytime soon, we'll we'll get her opinion because I know she's watching this shit because she's addicted to power. <laughs> I don't know why, but she loves this show, so I'm sure she's watching the the new show, the, the new series, and yeah. we'll get her opinion essentially. <laughs> We had another thing we never talked about real quick on this podcast that happened a few weeks back. Uh, So T.I. had a young Jeezy on his podcast. I think it's called Expeditiously. Um, And he had Jeezy on his podcast. And at some point I didn't hear the whole podcast. I didn't hear any of the podcast really, except for this one clip, but they did bring up the fact that um, when they talk about the legendary uh, Atlanta rappers who changed the game. There's one person that they didn't bring up and that's Gucci. And they talked about what it might take to bring him back in the fold and bring him to where he's cool with TI and Jeezy. Of course he's had huge public beefs with and Jeezy went as far as, you know, he caught a, you know, justifiable homicide because one of Jeezy's people tried to rob Gucci and Gucci killed him. So they had a conversation about what it might take for this relationship to be repaired. and It is what it sounds like.
4: Like, I ain't like for real. I think, I think Cud looked at me a certain way. Cause I stand silent with you, Right. you dig what I'm saying? I'm like, nigga, I ain't got shit to do with that shit, but fuck it, Right. you know what I'm saying? So that was always my position. Even though I tried to, you know what I'm saying? Set my differences to the side and just be, you know what I'm saying? Cordial and so on and so forth. That shit didn't go far. Uh, but I think that for the people of trap music, it's hard. Like, you know, even like for instance, in the trap music museum, right? I'm not gonna do a trap music museum and try to leave a nigga out. Like to me, that's hating. Right. You right, dig right, what I'm right, saying? So right. I'm, gonna I'm gonna be inclusive. I'ma be inclusive and I'ma be honest and I'ma always shit that we got with us versus their shit that they got with them makes it extremely problematic. But in the best case scenario how could that shit happen because that to be honest with you that's the biggest motherfucking move for trap music that right. could happen in the near future mm. i mean i just feel like they gotta be one of them mafia backroom conversations man yeah you know what i'm saying like you gotta really be a convo i mean what i've learned over the years man is
1: like it's shit big business you know people that went to Yale still all right that's yeah, Dizzy was really kind of talking in circles. He didn't even say nothing interesting here.
0: I thought they tried to make up before, because they actually did a song together. It was wait a minute, when it was a minute ago. i are not talking about
1: so icy, right?
0: No, 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 not to say so icy. That was
1: before the shit popped off.
0: Yeah, because I thought there was a point in time where they kind of squashed it and did a um a song
1: together. But I I don't I, think I, so.
0: Let, let, let me check. Because I, I I swore they are you talking
1: f- about Ti and Gucci or Jeezy and Gucci? Uh,
0: G no I think Ti and Gucci I think they um uh, I think Gucci actually made a song apologizing to
1: him. Oh but, the Ti. Um, wait,
0: what you mean? Or Jeezy?
1: Are you talking about T? Uh, Gucci made a song with Ti or Gucci made a song to I thought, Jeezy? I thought uh, Gucci made a song with Jeezy. Yeah, I don't I don't think so, man. You can check on that, but yeah, I don't think. Ever since that beef really popped off, that there was ever anything cool between them. But uh, yeah. as far as that, man, I don't, I think yeah. that's one of those. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah, it was called Trap or Die. I want to say, yeah. What was this off of? I think it was one of those mixtapes. I remember this
2: song
4: I do remember this song Who's was
0: this
1: off of? What album is this off of? Though?
0: I don't even know because I know this was a big deal Because uh, this was Jeezy on Zaytoven Because you know Zaytoven was Gucci's producer
2: you don't Stops
1: all i do remember this now yeah yeah i think that Damn, was cool. i don't know what to say then i, no, I that guess was... at one point they was cool and then they did weren't yeah. i don't because i think this happened after yeah the drama popped off so i don't know if they was
0: like cool enough where they was in the studio together nothing like that but i do remember them making a song together oh wow and, um I just, yeah, I think Gucci is the one that's like, nah, fuck this dude. Because he ended up doing the interview. Like, man, I'd never be, I, I ain't, he, he pretty much said, uh, Jeezy ain't no legend to him. <laughs> so Yeah. Yeah, that, I think that was his Breakfast Club interview. Um, he was just like, man, Jeezy ain't no, he ain't no fucking legend to me. And I was just like, oh, shit. I thought they was, like, kind of cool, like, kind of squashed everything, but.
1: I, I think Gucci is just naturally bipolar. I used to think it was because of the drugs, but I think he's just naturally since he's sober now opposed to, uh, apparently. Yeah. Uh, I think he's just naturally bipolar because he'll have some interviews where he seemed cool with everybody. And then he'll make an IG video shitting on people for no reason, you know? <laughs> yeah. So I think he just might be a bipolar person. He might have one day where he's like, man, me and Jesus could work together one day. And the next day, he'd be like, man, fuck Jeezy. I ain't never worked on that pussy-ass nigga or some shit like that. So, yeah. like, I don't know if that's ever going to be repaired. <laughs> uh, Gucci Mane. But he did make amends with Waka Flocka. And then they had a big beef a while back, too. And Waka was acting like they would never be cool again. But apparently, they cool now. So, anything is possible, man. Enough time has gone by, I think, where you can be like, okay, we was both on some bullshit back then. Yeah, But... It was what it was. So, I don't know. I think it's possible, but I don't think it's probable anytime soon without Gucci be... And it is on Gucci's end. Because Jeezy, I think he's put all that shit behind him. He's moved on. He got his own shit going on with his little Asian wife. So, I think he's trying to live a happy life, man. I don't think he's worried about any of that shit. And Gucci, man, I think he randomly brings up these beats and he's like, oh, man, it ain't cool.
0: Yeah. And honestly, man, I don't blame Gucci for not wanting to I guess, piece it up. Like, Dude tried to kill him in his house. So, like, it would be hard for me if somebody tried to kill me, Send some dudes over to my crib to try to kill me, and years later it's like, oh, let's just, you know, put it behind us. Like, I might not want to put it behind us either. Like, I'm not saying it would be, you know, gunfires and stuff whenever we in the same place. But I might just want to rather not talk to you and deal with you or piece it up either.
1: To be fair, I think it was an attempted robbery. I don't think they tried to kill him off rip. But I could be wrong about that. I don't know the exact details of the case. But what from what I believed, I thought they were trying to rob him and take his chain and he killed him. It was a setup, mm. but they was trying to rob him. I don't think they was trying to assassinate him or, or kill him. But I could be wrong. I don't really remember exactly what happened there. But yeah, man. It could be one of them beefs that's just unsolvable because of some shit that escalated like that. Yeah. Um it was actually you know, some real
0: street shit too. <laughs> so
1: yeah. And some shit like Snoop Dogg and Sug, that was an everlasting beef too, that will never be repaired no matter what happens. So certain beefs, I think we're just never gonna see the end of. Yeah. You know, 50 Push T j- and Drake is training that way too. Yeah, fifty and <laughs> fifty and Ja. 50 and Ja rule. There was some actual shit that went down after that, and people got hurt behind mm-hmm. that shit. So yeah, they're never gonna be cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, it's one of them beasts, man. Where it's just like it might be everlasting, and there might not be anything you could do. Yeah. But Ti, I feel like Ti and Gucci could patch things up at least yeah. at some point because yeah. I don't think this shit was that serious at all. Yeah, but I, I don't knows, even know.
0: Man. I don't even know what happened with that. But I know the diss yeah. song. The was crazy.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he, he was talking talking about
0: tiny. I'm like, damn. Gucci was relentless back in the day, man.
1: Yeah. Honestly. So uh yeah, I, actually yeah, met, I don't know.
0: I actually met Gucci man. A word? Yeah, he was actually pretty good. He was actually nice. <laughs> this was oh early, wow. This was early on. This was like um the hot song around that time was um the uh, uh, Make the Trap A. That, oh, okay. break? that was around that time. I was in Columbus with my sister. And um and it was a bodyguard we was cool with that was Gucci Man's bodyguard. And um I guess he was about to get back on the bus and finish touring and um we end up meeting him. He actually shook my hand like not no dap, but like a hey, nice to meet you.
1: That's like oh, wow. Yeah.
0: So I was just like, damn, he he was actually pretty cool.
1: That's cool, man. I, I realize that That's, you you mix it up with Gucci man, dog. You should have asked him for a song or a verse.
0: I wish, man. Shit, Back in I, the
1: day, you probably would have got it. Probably so.
0: I, I actually know somebody who um, ended up doing a song with Gucci that was from my city, and this was early. This was super early on. This had to be like o four, o five, and um, he ended up getting a verse. And it's uh, funny, I don't, I probably. Eh. Nah, I ain't gonna say. I ain't gonna share this story. This story, a little, right. it's a little touchy. But, oh, okay. But yeah, it was. I I'll tell you after. But um, okay. Yeah, it, it, it was pretty cool. Gucci was actually pretty cool though. The um, one time I met him.
1: That's cool. That's good to hear. Uh, I saw you did want to see my uh breakdown of the little flipping T.I. beef.
0: I did, man. I, um, so I was on. I think I might have tagged you on uh, Twitter, but yeah. But uh, my dudes was talking about uh, a possible, uh, I guess, a makeup or um, them patching the beef up or something like that. They was pretty much talking about the beef like, damn, that was messed up, blah, blah, blah. Well, I'm like, damn, man, we got, I've I, I been wanting to hear your story or your um, breakdown to that <laughs> T.I. versus Lil' Flip. How T.I. came to the hood and pretty much shit it on Lil' Flip and they do shit.
1: <laughs> well, and this, I can't really speak on it fully because all I have is like anecdotes and second and third hand information. I think we get somebody like Brandon Caldwell on. He might be able to break down the actual history of what happened behind the scenes. I don't know anything about behind the scenes shit. All I know is what was a word on the Internet, basically.
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> and and also watching that deep DVD, of course, that had a T.I. versus Lil' little flip and all that shit. So here's the thing, basically, man. I feel like T.I. came in the game, he was getting hot, and he wanted somebody to pick on because he saw that shit work for 50 (laughs) cents. So he wanted somebody on top in the South that he could could basically go ahead and take and have some highly publicized beef with because he wanted to submit himself as the quote-unquote king of the South and this was a big thing. And that was very controversial to a lot of Southern rappers, you know, who we didn't have Scarface. We didn't have a lot of people come through that mm-hmm. should be the king of the South, but he came through after dropping one album and wants to come to the king of the South. So like, okay, whatever. Um, but the whole thing with, with Lil Flip, basically, I feel sparked off off a lie because uh, T.I. said that Lil Flip dissed him in a concert one day but can't provide any proof. He said he got a videotape, but ain't nobody ever seen his videotape of this (laughs) happening. And Lil' Flip even said this shit never happened, man. (laughs) Like nobody can corroborate this report of a Lil' Flip dissing T.I. on stage anywhere before this whole thing sparked off. You know, having met Lil' Flip admittedly years later, I don't even feel like he's the type of rapper who would do some shit like that, man. He kind of just does his own thing and...
3: He just wants back. to
1: rap and yeah. yeah, exactly. So he did that, and when that sparked off, it, it sparked a lot of there's a lot of jealousy in Houston with the rappers that were coming up at the time. Uh, one of my first conversations with uh, with ESG, I talked to him about this whole thing too, and he kind of admitted that you know, when Swisher House came up and all these other Houston rappers came up, he felt left behind because he felt like you know they did this stuff first and now that you're getting notoriety it's like there's nothing left for us anymore but we started what you guys are taking over now and we didn't get the major labels we didn't get the promotion we didn't get the music videos and all this stuff so there was jealousy with the older rappers with people like Lil Flip coming up and going nationwide and so especially
0: Ti came oh I was gonna say especially with him being part of the screwed up click right
1: yeah yeah, it, it, and, and, and that was there. There was beef between them too, which is kind of crazy because Lil Flip put SUC on his early albums. Yeah. He ain't had to do that. Even when he was going pop, like he put C Note on his shit, he put Will Lee on his shit, he put original Screwed Up Click members that we, he was still cool with on his shit, and he ain't had to do that, man. He could have just went. He could have said, "Fucking, I'm going. I'm going nationwide. This Houston shit is cool, but I'm I'm a different rapper now." He didn't. He never abandoned the Houston sound. But a lot of them felt like, you know, they weren't getting their just dues and they were a little bit jealous of what he was becoming. So it became a whole thing where T.I. was getting people to speak on Lil' Flip and talk about how he wasn't really from Cloverland and shit like that. And it was a whole mess that he instigated by himself because mm-hmm. he wanted somebody to beef with because he wanted a 50 cent effect, mm-hmm. you know, So, and also there's a story about him coming to Houston trying to find Lil' Flip and he apparently got whooped by Zero. Mm -hmm. I know Zero was in the mix somehow and I heard T.I. was running away, but T.I. was claiming that Lil' Flip was running away. So, I don't know what happened there exactly. Wait, so who got whooped by Zero? Uh, T.I. Okay. Because Zero was siding with Lil' Flip. Zero and Lil' Flip were cool. Mm -hmm. So, uh, a Ti went to Houston and uh, looking for a little flip, and then there was some kind of altercation, up, supposedly. And Zero was giving him the beats, I heard, or his people the beats. <laughs> so I can't speak too much on that because I wasn't there. I don't know what happened. We got to ask somebody who was has some more information about that. Yeah. But just overall, man, I feel like looking back, everybody wanted to side with Ti because they thought he was the cool one, the up and coming one. And Lil Flip was a mainstream one, making girly songs and whatever. But Lil Flip ain't asked for any of that shit, man, dog. And he held Houston down, even at his peak, when he didn't have to. And T.I. just came in because he wanted to stir up some drama so he could get to that spot where he was trying to be. And then T.I. went and made simp songs, too, man. So I don't know what the fuck. Him and the Ampity Center are some fucking hypocrites. Yeah. (laughs) Him and the Ampity Center, because they they got on... And they made the same type of songs that they was trashing Ja Rule and Lil Flip for. Yeah. <laughs> you could have whatever you like. You got to get the fuck out of here, man. So that's why all this stuff rings hollow to me. It was all just drama and PR to boost their own careers. And it came at the expense of uh, artists who didn't deserve that. Lil Flip ain't deserve that, man. He didn't you know, he gave back to Houston. He put people on from Houston, and he ain't deserve all that shit, man. He didn't. Yeah. So and still, that's how I feel yeah, about it. And
0: he's still putting people on, man. He's still rolling around with a crew of uh, uh, artists.
1: So he's he still, I think he's still doing his thing, man. <laughs> he is, man. He never stopped. He never left the city like some people have, and he never, like, he always put on for Houston artists, man. He put on for Screwed Up Click members, you know. And so I don't, I I, the whole thing just left a bad taste in my mouth, even back then and now. Just like I think Ti should come out and say I was wrong for that shit, man. (laughs) But he won't because he got a big ego. But he should. Yeah. (laughs) So that's my thoughts on the whole Lil Flip and Ti thing, man. I think Ti got a uh, Lil Flip got a bad shake from that, and people, you know, people were shakes chasing. They want to side with with Ti because they thought he was he was a more aggressive one, of course. Yeah. But Lil Flip ain't deserve that, man. He didn't. Yeah. So, is what it is, man. That's that's messed up. That's that's a pretty good theory, though, man. Or, yeah, <laughs> I think. And, and like, if some if somebody can tell me different, feel free to let me know. You know, if anybody knows anything that Lil Flip might have done, I, I might be like, hey, you know, maybe something did happen, but. To my knowledge, I don't think Lil Flip did anything to initiate that old beef. I think it was all T.I. trying to make drama for his album coming out.
0: Yeah, because, you know, obviously I wasn't around the beef or anything like that. I'm from Cleveland. But from what I mean, from the stories I heard, it was more of a who's the king of the south. type yeah. of Yeah. And um, that's around the time when T.I. was claiming he was the king of the south, the king of the south. And around that time, Lil Flip was the hottest, and that's where I thought it. That's where I thought it started from. I thought they was arguing over who's the king, who's the real king of the South.
1: Lil Flip did not, to my knowledge, Lil Flip didn't say he's the king of the South because there's a clip of uh, on Ti's album "Down with the King," his mixtape that came out dissing Lil Flip, and there's a clip of Lil Flip saying Scarface is the king of the South, Mm. and. I mean, I would agree at that time, I would definitely put Scarface above T.I., but on that same mixtape, and this is what I hate about what Houston became, niggas turned on each other. Uh, T.I. got Scarface on the phone on a conversation where he's basically trashing Lil' Flip and asking him about Lil' Flip. And Scarface and and Lil' Flip were cool at this time, I thought. Mm. But Scarface got on the phone with him on this little skit, and he started trashing him. He started trashing Lil' Flip, and he was saying... uh, I never seen Lil Flippin' Cloverland. I never seen this nigga out in the hood anywhere. And he was basically just talking shit on him. So now it sounds like, oh, he said you was the king of the South, but you corroborate in that I'm the king of the South. So
0: yeah,
1: I don't like that, man. I, like, I, I think Scarface didn't like that either after the fact that they came out like that. Mm. But that's one of the things I hate, that Houston artists turned on each other like that at the yeah. peak when we should have all been building like what Atlanta does now. Yeah, that should have been us back then, but we didn't. Yeah, so,
0: and y'all and, and Houston was flaming hot during that time too. Yes, like all you heard was screwed up music. You heard all these, you know, the Mike Jones, the Little Flips, the, the Squisher House was on fire around that time.
1: So yeah, it, it, I think that run should have been way,
0: way, way longer
1: than what it. Did. Everybody had beef, man. Paul Wall beef with Millionaire. ESG and Lil, ESG and the Slim Thug had beef at that time too. Like everybody fell out, screwed up. Click members were all beefing with each other. It was a crazy time, man. When the money came in, everybody it was like every man for himself at that point. Damn, man. you know it was it was real shitty. So yeah. and that's why Pimp C made that song, knocking those down. <laughs> yeah. He was trying to unify this shit, man. He was like, nah, everybody got to come together now, dog. Oh, chill Stop beefing out. over stupid shit. Yeah. Damn, man, that's that's crazy, man. And that's how. And honestly,
0: Atlanta is probably the only place that never really tore apart. Because usually, yeah. I mean, you got the same like same thing with kind of New York. Even though a lot of people would say 50 Cent destroyed everything, but um, New York eventually had to pick a side, and that kind of tore everything up. The uh, West Coast, it was kind of the same thing. Death Row and Easy, it was a lot of beef during that time mm-hmm. too. So Atlanta is probably the only place that actually, you know, g- gave each other props and you know never really beef outside of the um, the the real shit outside of the like Jeezy and um, Gucci, but and and to that point they still kind of stuck together a little bit,
3: mm-hmm. <laughs> like
0: that didn't tear Atlanta apart. People ain't decide to you know choose sides. People still had their songs with Jeezy. People still had their songs with Gucci. <laughs>
1: They got more respect for their legends, and they in general. I'm not saying they they don't beef because of course they do, yeah. But in terms of bringing up new artists and working with older artists, they're much more unified than the South. Well, Houston had been, then New York had been, then Cali had been when they started getting big. So yeah. that's why they're still on top, man, because yeah, they can work together and actually build each other up.
0: Yeah, and I think the problem is, and that's even even in my city. Like you'll have a um, a local artist that's hot, that you know been a been a man for years, and then somebody come out of nowhere, and and be uh, huge, and then they feel like, hey, like no, nah, he think he all that and all, and it's just a bunch of hating going on, and then that person, that huge artist, don't want to fuck with nobody from the city because everybody hating on them, yep. so so. So now, you know, people looking at him like, man, fuck this dude. Like, he ain't from the city for real and all this other shit. Like, that type of shit happens all the time. So it's, I don't know. It's it's very unfortunate, but I think that type of shit happened in every city. It, it's just, it's just the, uh, whenever you become a superstar, because the, um, Lil Flip was a superstar around that he time. He was. And, you know, when you, you know, Got people back at home that's like, man, this dude, this dude ain't real for real. This mm-hmm. dude ain't from here for real. Like, that shit start, you know, that, that shit start looking bad. And then you got somebody like a TI come in and want to start shit with him. And, you know, you got people that was already like kind of salty that this dude is a superstar. And, you know, it, I don't know, it's just, it's just bad, man.
1: Yeah, and that's kind of what happened. It, it also didn't help that uh, Lil Flip came into Screwed Up Click later on because, of course, he was only like 16, 17 at the time. But he did meet Lil Script. He was in, he, Lil, 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 what the fuck am I saying? He met DJ Screw mm-hmm. and he was in the Screwed Up Click very late, though, because only a few years before DJ Screw died. And so the OG members came out when he started getting big and he was like, they were like, oh, he really ain't original Screwed Up Click. You know, he ain't really screwed up Click. He just yeah. came in after the fact. But nah, DJ Screw fucked with Lil Flip Heavy, man, in the yeah. later years. So they were definitely cool. And Lil Flip always pays respects to DJ Screw and every album he made, man. Yeah. So, yeah, that whole thing, that the, those whole beats were... It, it tore everybody apart, and it just wasn't good for the city, but... Yeah. It I, I hope, is ho- what it is. Hopefully the new
0: age, um, the new Houston artists... Um, I guess don't get this way because there's a lot of bit time artists that's coming from Houston. Uh, I just hope they kind of stick together (laughs) during this time instead of, you know, what, um, been going on in the past.
1: I would hope so. But from what I've heard, things haven't changed that much. Mm. You know, they all feel that Houston artists are only out for themselves and diss each other and, and beef, I mean, I hate to say it, like I like Waka Flocka, not Waka Flocka, Sauce Waka a lot. And the mm-hmm. Sauce Twins, they be beefing with everybody too.
3: <laughs>
1: so, Damn. like, I, I don't know, man. I don't think the the feeling has really changed all that much, but I hope it does eventually because everybody needs to unite Yeah, up in here. So, <laughs> yeah, that's my thoughts on the whole T.I. and Lil' Flip. <laughs> a little history lesson, I guess. Yeah. All right, man. We got anything else? on the platter to discuss I I feel like other things happen but I can't remember nothing right now so yeah Uh, I think we about done for this episode man go ahead and close it out (laughs) you might need a baker there we go of course I'd like to thank all you listeners for joining us again for another exciting edition of the Jimmy's podcast Shout out to all our supporters. Shout out to Tab doing the Tab Tech thing. Selling you uh phones, computers, radiators, you name it. <laughs> Dishwashers, air conditioners. I don't know what the fuck he's selling, but he's selling a lot of it, so hit him up. Uh who else? anybody else? We got a shout out, man. Oh yeah. Shout out to Joyce Gilliard, by the way. Yes. Um had her on last time, talked about her her projects and her short film. So check that out now. Um Everybody else doing big things.
0: That's it. Shout out to Jasmine.
1: Yes. Shout out to her doing her thing, too. Uh, Ficky, you got anything going on personally, man?
0: Uh, Nah, not really, man. I'm chilling, man. I'm chilling. Same way. (laughs) I'm ready for some. um, I'm kind of ready for some football. Weird enough.
1: Yeah, I don't know how it's going to look, but I'm kind of. I don't know.
0: I'm kind of done with basketball already, man. It's
1: like, eh. I think people talk about this too, I guess another topic real quick, but fuck. No, keep the music playing. Yeah. Keep music playing. But, uh, um, the NBA has been declining in ratings to lower than what it was before coronavirus hit. So that's very interesting. Yeah. Um, I think people might just be over it. The playoffs are going to pick up a little bit, I think, but I think people are kind of over it right now. I think we just kind of admitted that sports are, whatever if we can't be there and really get hype over it then we don't really care yeah. so i don't know man yeah, i don't know how to and, of football and
0: plus it was like only it. like eight games like yeah i really care about them games and i or well, at least i didn't care about them games like i guess it was more for the people fighting for that last spot yeah and uh, they they only did it because they wanted zion in the playoffs.
1: Yes, and, and they fucking stunk it up too, man. Yeah, Damn. fired
0: their coach too.
1: <laughs> yep.
0: But um, yeah, I'm kind of over it, man. Westbrook out, <laughs> I guess yeah. for a couple playoff games, and they facing CP3. I wouldn't be surprised if CP3 won.
1: <laughs> yeah, OKC might take the Rockets out, man. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I, I'm losing hope now. Um, I called it last podcast too. The Astros are finished. I'm sticking to that, man. (laughs) Fucking George Springer out now. Like, it's over, man. It it ain't happening. So, baseball's a watch. Football, who knows, man? Who knows if this shit's even going to happen. They've done cancel college football. I don't see how you can cancel college football and act like NFL is not going to be affected when you're traveling from city to city and everybody not quarantining. I don't know how it's going to work, but we'll see. I think it might get canceled mid-season or at least postponed. But they gonna try to have it because the NFL got too much money involved. So yeah, we'll see how things go, man. Yeah. Wild year, yeah. man. Wild yeah. year. Mm-hmm. So sure. all y'all stay safe. Thank y'all for listening. We'll be back at it next week, same time, same podcast on y'all streaming services, whatever y'all choose to consume us on. So anyway, for my boy Figgy Fig. I am Ryan Rocket. It's the Jim's Dudes podcast, y'all.